0: Welcome to the U-Turn podcast. This is the place to connect to who you truly are. We're bringing PhDs, experts, and leaders to help you elevate your mindset in your work life and in your love life so that you can see things differently and truly love your world. I'm Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, author, and TEDx speech writer and booker. And I'm excited to bring you in to this week's episode. All right, you turn friends. today you're in for a treat with one of the most special throwbacks with Alyssa Obrega. She is one of the best coaches I have ever met when it comes to elevating your mindset, transforming your limitations and really helping you break through to your next level, whether that's money, whether that is, you know, just with your own self-esteem, with love. Um, And this episode is one of the U-turn throwbacks from the early days of the show, literally a half a decade ago. And it's all about how to step into your true self. Uh, I actually met Alyssa 12 years ago. I found her on Yelp. She was my therapist. And then out of nowhere, she's like, I'm going to become a coach. And literally, I paid her a very high-end coaching fee. I sold my car when I was living in Los Angeles to work with her. And uh, because she was the therapist, there's rules. She has to wait a certain amount of time to be your friend. Years and years later, she circled back to be my friend. And this episode is just really close to my heart. So without further ado, enjoy stepping into your true self with Alyssa Nobrega as a throwback.
1: I love you. Welcome.
2: I love you. Thank you for having me here. It
1: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a play date, but it's going to be even better. <laughs> um, so talk to me like what, you know, we were talking earlier about what it looks like to go towards what you're wanting in your life and, you know, what that experience might be for so many people. So what yeah. what are your thoughts on what happens for someone as they want to reach certain goals in their life and they start moving towards them?
2: Good question. I love it. I love the concept of conscious leadership so that we define what success is for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what I find is that anytime somebody gets really clear on what their vision is, and they start taking steps towards it, anything that has held them back mentally or emotionally will come up to be transformed. And so if we hustle over that, we'll just take those blocks with us, creating more work for ourselves as we grow. So do our problems or patterns in our own brain, right? And so we just amplify everything. So part of the work that I do is to support people in being more conscious with looking at those things that have held them back and using them to help transform so that when they take strategy and steps towards what they're wanting to create making sure that it's aligned for them it's a lot easier to create it right we we get out of our own way so it's just a more conscious way of moving towards your goals cuz otherwise it's like it's not quite aligned or you're just taking more of the issues with you and those things that have been blocking us it's not bad that they come up. I actually get really excited with clients when they come up because that's the opportunity to change them, to change our relationships with them. Like, for example, the inner critic, right? Mm-hmm. Or or doubt. What are some other common ones? Confidence for men. Um, anxiety. Well, anxiety. Yeah. All these things are like, oh, these are what are looking to be transformed. And if you have the right support or tools to work through them, not only are you going to feel better now, not just when you get the goal, so you're going to feel better now, but then you can actually be more productive and strategic with moving towards what you're wanting, having transformed those, those blocks.
1: Mm, Amazing. And uh, what would you suggest when somebody is, you know, they have some sort of goal, maybe they want to get a promotion, maybe they want to make more money, like something uh, that they really care about and they're moving towards it and they start to feel a wave of self-doubt like what would be the first step
2: great so first identify it so that they're not they're not identified with the the block Mm -hmm. so first see that it's a block but it know that it has nothing to do with them Mm -hmm. so then it's not personal it's not heavy it's like oh there's that block Mm -hmm. because our relationship with the block makes the whole difference so it's like if i change my relationship with the block the block will change Mm -hmm. and so first see it without identifying with it oh Mm -hmm. here's self-doubt and then find out how is doubt trying, there's different ways to approach it. So if you're more, if, you, and I think it's helpful just to kind of orient people. So if you are afraid of feeling and if you tend to overthink things, cause it's an unconscious way not to feel, mm-hmm. know that about yourself so that you can develop some more emotional mastery with just breathing through feelings. Cause it really only takes 90 seconds to feel something without thinking about it for it to move through. Mm. So you want to be able to develop that part of yourself. Um, it's also going to help you in relationships. And if you happen to be one of those people that, oh, they wallow in feelings and they don't have the mindset to see what the thoughts are, the patterns are, or they just get sucked into them. You want to start identifying what the thought patterns are that bring you into an unconscious pattern of, uh, wallowing in it so that you don't just get sucked in. So you want to have both developed inside of you, right? So just something to orient, um, If you happen to not want to feel a lot of the time, then sometimes it's a practice for first noticing it's there and then breathing into the sensation in your body without telling a story about it. So if it's self-doubt, maybe in your solar plexus, you feel butterflies or queasy. It's like even just right now, as people are listening, you can just take a moment to get present with the sensation in your body Mm And just breathe into it, fully allowing it to be here just for 90 seconds as an experiment, just breathing into it and then letting it go without thinking about it. And ironically, you'll start to notice as you breathe into and you accept it, it dissolves. Hmm. It's the exact opposite of what we would have thought. And so when, we, when we're when we trying to judge something, it's like an unconscious way to help us move on from it, but we're stuck with what we judge. Hmm. And so the opposite is true. What we what we accept, what we breathe into for those people that are, are afraid to feel their emotions. It's totally safe. It's just a feeling. It's just a sensation in the body and breathe into it and then let it go and notice that you're more present and it starts dissolving. So those are for the camp that are those who don't feel a lot. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Just breathing into it and being, so what about somebody who has a hard time getting in touch with their feelings? Because I've been really finding a lot of people lately telling me that I don't really know how I feel about something until way later, you know, like how do you get connected to that?
2: It's a muscle. I think it just, it's like, it's like a, something that you practice. You just start noticing. Anytime you feel something, say anxious or stressed, right? At the mm-hmm. at the heart of that is fear. Mm-hmm. So anytime you feel a contraction in your body, that's a cue to to ask yourself, what am I thinking in that moment? Because thoughts create feelings, mm-hmm. and so you want to start. It's it's something a habit that you practice, but you can develop more internal mastery around this, which will translate to external mastery because life is a mirror. So as you start changing these things inside, which is just starting to slow down or noticing when you feel stressed, what am I believing in that moment? And then you can question it. Um, that's more for the people, for those who are, they get, they get trapped in emotions. Mm -hmm. I just want to complete that part. So those who kind of wallow and they get trapped in emotions, start noticing anytime you feel deflated or disempowered or not confident or, or lack of self worth or self trust, that's when you want to discover what was the thought that I, that I was thinking prior to that feeling that created that feeling. Mm. And the more you tend to that, the more you develop mastery around this muscle recognition of, Oh, that thought created that. And now I can go to the root of questioning that thought. And over time, you just, it's like working out, you end up feeling your muscle memories are a lot stronger and you don't get sucked into these dynamics that aren't actually productive, nor do they feel good.
1: Mm, If only my body was as fit as my mind, I'd have a six pack. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean how do you so i'm I'm just listening like let's say somebody who's listening right now they're feeling a bit depressed today, yeah, um, can you walk us through like okay, the person kind of realizes in their body like, oh, I feel a bit depressed, that's how I feel. Yeah. Um, what would be the first question to ask themselves to get out of the depression, not to run away from it, but right. to move forward from
2: it? Exactly. Great. Great question. And so again, the first thing is just to notice that it's there without identifying it with it. So it's like this, this feeling of sadness is here, but I am not sad. It's mm-hmm. not who I am. I think it's a bit, that's an important step. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's energy of sadness here. Okay. And so It's okay that sadness is here. And let's just experiment for 90 seconds. Let's just discover what happens when I actually do the exact opposite of what I would want to do, which is breathe into it to allow it to be here, to just energetically breathe into the sensation in your body where the sadness is. And anyone can do this as they're listening. Just follow along. Find a contraction or a low energy in your body, even if it's tired. Just find where it is in your body and without thinking about it, just breathe into the direct sensation in your body and just fully giving it infinite space to be here just for right now as an experiment, just breathing in and letting it go and without thinking about it, just fully allowing it. What happens? What do you notice?
1: Smart more ease, Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. 100% of the time. Mm,
1: I just muted muted my mic because I sounded like Darth Vader just breathing (laughs) out so much.
2: Yeah. It's like all these energies just want to be accepted. They just want to be allowed. Mm -hmm. And the moment we don't identify with them, we don't tell ourselves more stories about who we are, where we think we are, or we're not in our lives, and we just literally embrace them as a sensation in the body, they move on. They're like little kids. They're off playing again. It doesn't need to be hard. It doesn't need to take a long time. But in this way, as we have a practice of this, we get out of our own way. We feel more present and we can move forward on our goals in a much more efficient and happier way.
1: Mm, And what do you have to say? um, And I was thinking a lot about the places we go to avoid our feelings. Yeah. What, would?
2: because
1: I mean, let's say that the person, Okay. yeah, (laughs) you know me so well, (laughs) I literally had one an hour ago, let let that whole thing go. But I mean, you know, there's so many people who are not necessarily ascending in the way that they realize they're feeling depressed today. And they question, they question what the thought is and they breathe into it. But there's a lot of people who are in avoidance. So I would love to hear like, what does avoidance look like? And how do you know if maybe you're in avoidance and it's time to switch it up?
2: Well, I think most people, if they're really honest with themselves, they know if they're in avoidance. And if they're not honest with themselves, they're going to say they're not in avoidance, meaning if that pattern is playing out Mm -hmm. and you can't really help somebody change unless they want to. But obviously your listeners are here. So I just honor all of you guys for showing up to improve yourselves and to wake up to how amazing you already are and get some more life hacks and tools to live the life that feels really aligned for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you're listening, you're probably not in, in a lot of avoidance, but, um, but one thing I would say, I think one of the most important things to, to just mention about this is not to judge whatever the habits or patterns are that we see, Hmm. because again, as soon as we judge it, we're stuck with it. So for example, if you have a tendency to overwork as a way to run from not feeling good enough or overeat or, serial date. You know, there are different ways that the human psyche plays itself out once we realize it. And, and, and we can talk about how to realize it, but once we realize it, I think it's good to have a compassionate perspective about it to say, Oh, that's the part of me that's trying to make sure that I'm safe. That doesn't want me to fail. So I'm, I keep improving myself so that I feel good enough Mm -hmm. so we can have a compassionate lens while we start seeing these patterns and as we do that, we find out, well, what are they, what does it really want me? What does avoidance want for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it wants me to make sure that I am safe, that I'm protected. And you can start taking dominion over that pattern of like, oh, because obviously the avoidance isn't going to work. There's going to be some backlash where if it's around overworking, we're going to, our body's going to hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Where health is going to be challenged by it. If it's, if it's emotional eating, then our weight or our, you know, how we feel in our bodies and our health is going to be affected. So there's consequences to avoiding. Mm-hmm. And so finding out what the pause, posi- like what's the payoff for avoiding? What does this pattern really want for me or for overworking and find the positive intention behind it and say, Oh, it wants to make sure that I am safe, that I'm taking care of myself um, financially, that I am accepted in the world, whatever that intention is for you. Then you can discover what's a new way that I can take, I can honor that intention without using avoidance. Mm. So it's like, okay, if I want to make sure that I'm financially taken care of, I, and one way that I've known to do that is to overwork. Well, let me just get more, more conscious about it. What's the number I want to create? Okay, I want to make $100,000 this year. And look at the ways that you've been doing it and things that are working and aren't working and be able to come up with a clear strategy so you're engaged, but you're not burnt out, hmm. right? And you can, you can take dominion over the parts of you that w- think that more money is working hard mm-hmm. when that's not necessarily the case. And so when you start working hard, you can take a moment, to just, a, just a beat to say, oh, this is when you reprogram or you, you rewire. You say, I'm actually gonna try it this way now. And you acknowledge that part of you that's only known how to do it through burning yourself out so it's like oh thank you you're the part of me that wants to make sure I'm taken care of and I'm trying this way now so give yourself a week a day an hour to experiment with something new and then just find out what's more effective I love this and I know that we
1: this all relates to leadership right like having an intentional life feeling like you're leading um yeah and I know leadership means something different to everyone but when when you're coaching what does leadership mean for you
2: For me, it's, and what I'm most interested in supporting, because I feel like we're outside of the hierarchical models in this day and age. Nobody's looking for a guru or somebody to tell them what to do. We all know. And if we have the right questions, we can really hear our own wisdom around it. Yes. And so I'm more interested in, in empowering and supporting people in unlocking their own wisdom because you have your answers lined up for you better than anyone else. And a lot of the times we've looked outside of ourselves to government or to our parents or authorities for the answer when really we know. Mm-hmm. And I'm most interested in people waking up to their wisdom while having the support to hear it in the right questions and guidance to hear that. Um, so for me, I'm I'm more interested in having the the things that take the fear off this the line of this that create the static so that you can hear your wisdom more clearly. And it's going to look different for everyone. So. And and the way I guess I would define success is really loving what you do. This is Maya Angelou's quote, which, whom I love, loving what you do and loving how you do it. Mm, okay. And... and so for me, it's, it's, it, for me, what happened was I, I ended up taking my business last year online and it did really well and financially, but I didn't, I wasn't as fulfilled because I didn't, wasn't really expressing my all of my core values. So, one of the ways that I like just it's like we don't have a career for 50 years anymore. That's not how we how we navigate things. We have lots of different choices in our careers. And I think if you have a north star and you have your clear five top five values, you can make decisions in alignment with that so that you feel fulfilled as you keep making decisions and moving forward in your life. So, for example, my top five values are connection, growth, truth, service, and love. And so I make sure that I align all areas of my life with my values. So for example, I set up my business last year around um, growing it in a new way, which was online. But I didn't feel as much connection in person or live. And so I wasn't as fulfilled. So I started doing a hybrid. Now I do in-person things as well as online. Mm, And for group... For group fitness, I'll do group activities where I do group classes because it's more fulfilling. It's more in alignment with my values, right? So I think helping people identify what their top five values are and how they can align their life so that they express those values in all areas with their health, their relationships, their investments can be the ingredients for a more fulfilled and happier life.
1: Mm, And I mean, as it relates to figuring out what your core values are, I know so many people have a knowing when they look at a sheet of paper and see a bunch of values listed, but there are also so many people who I think struggle to figure out who they are, you know, yes. and, they, and they look at this list and it's kind of just like, oh, it looks <laughs> totally. like scrambled eggs, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think such a great
2: topic. I know, I get it. It's like, well, how do you know if you don't know? So yeah, I think we can get overwhelmed when we don't have clarity in our lives. I definitely don't think you should look outside of yourself to try to get the clarity. I think it just creates more overwhelm and any. Sometimes it's okay to be inspired, but oftentimes it creates overwhelm. So what I I would encourage anyone in that position to do is to actually do a detox of looking outside and start to just tune in. So it's like we already have things in our life that light us up, and if we start paying attention to them, we'll start seeing the themes. So what I did in how I started d- discovering what my top five values were and finding clarity was I just started creating a journal where I would write the the moment that I had the most joy that day, called it a joy journal. So I would just write down, here's something that really lit me up. And and then I would fight, find the theme. So at the time, I think I was living in Bali and I realized I loved bringing people to Bali. I think it's an amazing place. I loved consciousness work. I loved bringing people together. I loved raw food and scooter ride. Like I just started noticing the things that I loved. And at first you're going to have a big list, but you're going to start refining it to maybe first eight and then you'll get down to five. So for a while it was, I love people. I love nature. I love um, connection within myself. And then I realized, okay, if I just qualify that as connection, that takes the umbrella into that quality. And I tested it out. It's like a jacket. You wear it for a few days and you're like, okay, these are my top five values. And then from there, you can, you can choose a career that is in alignment with those values or you can change your career now so that you express those values more consciously. So if you don't have a lot of connection in your career, how can you cultivate that and create that now? Whether you change careers or you just start doing that in the current career that you're at. You'll not only have more fun in it, but it'll help you be more of an alignment towards or at least enjoy the time until you transfer to the next job. Mm, So I love
1: that. And, start just paying attention. Yeah. Paying attention, which I think a lot of people struggle with. Like how, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a noisy mind that we often hang out in. So what are some suggestions you have to make some space so that you can start paying better attention
2: to yourself? I like, I like a nightly journal. I really do. I think taking time to unplug from online because it can get really overwhelming. Just looking out that process of looking, I think at least have 50% looking in where you're, where you have a practice of reflection. Where you're really navigating your life in a way that feels true for you, not just going through the motions or not wait, paying attention to what, what lights you up, what you really value. I think it's your time is worthy of you. And rather than scrolling through Instagram at night, it's like, can you write for a minimum of five minutes and start noticing what lights me up? What am I really called to do in the world? And what feels, what feels like a deep yes for me? Or what are those wisdom nuggets that you would have overlooked? If you hadn't have taken the time just to write down and reflect, just a simple five minutes a day can start making a big difference.
1: Mm, and I think that also, you know, as I'm thinking about this, there's so many people who I, I think society has a, there's a certain mindset, especially in the United States of the 40 hour work week or, um, the kind of job you should have. I know that when I was a kid, I was told that my options were like veterinarian, teacher, sure. or lawyer, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and obviously you know get to twerk podcast was definitely on the list of options <laughs> i was told but my my question i think with this is i think so many people are not necessarily uniquely designed to participate in society in the way that is typically heard like For me, I know that I'm not meant for the 40 hour work week, not because I'm entitled and I don't want to work. There's no story I have there. But because, Mm -hmm. like, when I don't have space in my life, I don't, I lose my creativity. Like, it's just not as Mm -hmm. there and I'm not as happy, I notice. So,
3: what
1: other, like, what ways can people start to think about their life or question the norms that they're buying into? Or what, what are some ways that people can shift the way they're thinking to step into more leadership, being more of who they truly are?
2: Yeah, these are, this is, these are such good questions. I think having time and space to ask the bigger questions so you don't get out of alignment and just go with the flow of what everyone else is doing so that you can really define what your values are, what success is for you, then you don't let life do it for you unconsciously. Um, I think community is also a big, so having space to reflect and really tune into yourself. Number one, community is a big thing. Having people around you that call you forward, that inspire you into what's possible, I think is is one of the greatest ways to create change and really questioning the assumptions that you live out of. I have a practice, like it's a non-negotiable, at least one hour a week of just questioning the beliefs I live out of. And I think starting with the the stressful beliefs is helpful for people. But if you want to go even deeper, you can, you can question everything. And there's a great level of freedom in that when we get over the like freak out of how we've seen everything and the world and control and all that. But there's a real level of creativity and that's where the inspiration kicks in and we can get downloads for what would be what we're not seeing right now that maybe in the next five years is an up. opportunity right you didn't have this podcast when you were younger right as an option so it's like you there's something in you that is intelligent that's deeper than what your mind knows and if you create space to listen to that you will be guided and you can mirror like doors open up in ways that that i we couldn't have planned for that's been my experience at least and the more i listen to that voice the the better things line up and And I definitely think helping people choose careers that feed their energy. I'm sure you've talked about zone of genius where you, you overlap what you, what you love and what you're good at because the things that give you energy, you're uniquely qualified to share in the world. And that inspiration, that creativity gifts, everyone you're around gives you energy and you are in that zone, that creative zone. And so you Ashley are such an example of play and creativity and a powerful businesswoman. I love that you're doing this. And it's like you're uniquely qualified to do certain things that other people aren't, and me as well. And if we can listen to that, we end up gifting everyone around us with those unique attributes and qualities. But we first have to tune in, we have to know what those are within us. I think having a community is powerful to call us forward, and having a practice of really questioning the limiting beliefs that come up along the way. Those would be three really powerful takeaways for people to start integrating or at least trying on to see if that supports them. Other people are going to want to make sure that they, you know, listen to podcasts and or work out and all those things can be great. But keep it simple for yourself, whatever kind of practice you do, keep it simple and then stay consistent with it and really try it out and see what actually helps you unlock your magic.
1: Mm, Gosh, well, shucks, Alyssa. Thanks for all the
2: compliments.
1: (laughs) I I receive them. (laughs) I'm also curious, you know, I think that especially you and I, we're entrepreneurial creative spirits. I think a lot of people have a creative spirit inside of them, of course. And one belief that I hear quite often or belief system that I notice a lot, especially in one-on-one coaching is people who have questions around what qualifications mean. Like, Mm -hmm. am I qualified? Can I have this? Mm -hmm. And I would love some of your thoughts on imposter syndrome and um, how to release that so that we can move even more into leadership. And I know you talked a little bit about getting intimate with it, seeing what this part of you says. Um, Are there other tools that you have in mind or books that people can read that you love to step into more leadership?
2: Um. Great question. So in terms of the imposter syndrome, it's almost like it's a self-image. So there's an image that we have about who we think we are and who we think we're not. And it may match what the world, how the world sees us, or it may not. Um, But you've stepped into a position in your life where you are deeming yourself not qualified. And it's just a story. It's based on an image and image is not real. And so the more you can question that, um, the, the more you can step into what is true. And I, you know, we could go deep and I think I'll, I'll save that for another talk. <laughs> what we do around self-image and the truth of who you are. <laughs> you don't want to do a
1: seven hour podcast on your on image.
2: <laughs> but I mean, it's a deep, quite it's a deep process of like waking up out of the belief systems of who we think we are because those change over our lives. And so, you know, this whole idea of being qualified, we've been conditioned, a lot of us, at least in the West, have been conditioned into, you have to do these steps and then you're qualified. And even the people that have, I remember when I when I got my license, I was driving, I thought, oh my God, they just gave me a license. Holy, I'm. this is who's driving in the world. That was so easy. And so same, you know, it's like, oh, when I became a therapist, it was like, oh, that's what it takes to be a therapist. All this other training didn't, and you know, or like, that's what it took to become a doctor. It's You can go both ways of yeah. like, oh, shoot, who's running this world?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt in the Pentagon. It was like, yeah. whoa, what are we whoa. doing here? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, right. And it's like if we, if we don't, and that's like another conversation, but if we, don't, if we don't align with or really embody and step into the positions that we're in in our lives, who will? And the more conscious we can do that with doing, and I'm big into leadership with yourself first, and then inspiring others too, because when we're told what to do, how often is that inspiring? Versus when we see somebody living in their fullness and their potential, and they're rocking it, and they're with an open heart, we're inspired. Uh-huh. And so, first leading ourselves, being an example, but working with the the limiting beliefs about, you know, our low self worth there's low self confidence of like, who am I to do this? I can't, or or feeling like I'm the only. Woman in this position, am I qualified? Or if I'm the only, I'm the youngest person in this position, am I qualified? All those are just insecure thinking. It has nothing to do with who you are. It's just a pattern of thought, and you can feed those thoughts or you can question them. It's that simple. I tend to, I love Byron Katie's work. You know me. I, Mm -hmm. she has a website called TheWork.com, and she's got free resources for people to do mindset work. I think it's one of the cleanest, if not the cleanest way to do mindset work, and. Uh, And to to me, that is then self leadership, you have the answers when the fear and the contractions aren't there. And that's what the work does, it helps you let go of the fear so that you can powerfully show up in a conscious way doing the work that you're inspired and called to do. And that changes the world. And but it starts with us. And so, you know, the imposter syndrome is just they're just beliefs, they have nothing to do with who you are. And, and it's like, the more you can use that to help you wake up to who you are beyond any belief system about being good or bad or, or worthy or not worthy, you discover a deeper freedom. And in that I'm, I could like, that's to me, one of my core values. So it's a worthy investigation is what I would say and and Mm. try it out.
1: Mm. I'm like, realizing the questions I'm asking you, thank God, nobody's asking me them, because you're really, Answering some big questions as I'm (laughs) listening, and I still have to go back, even though we could talk for a billion hours about this of the ego's desire to self-identify an image. Like, what can you share? Because I think that this is the crux of everything we're we're talking about. So, and a lot of people don't know about this. So, what are your thoughts on identity and how people like to identify? Like, I've had so many coaching clients, like one client is like the CEO of a hospital and it's very much like she identifies as the CEO of the hospital who went to Harvard. You know, a lot of us identify with our LinkedIn profile, our resume, Mm -hmm, how people mm -hmm. see us. So how do people get beyond that? Because I think even though a lot of people rest on that and they love their juicy little elevator pitch that they share at cocktail parties, a lot of people I think are tired of themselves. They're tired of keeping this up. So what are your thoughts on how to break past that? How to question that? How to notice that? anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Honesty, just being really honest and true with ourselves. And, and, and I think there is a point where it's like, Oh, this is an old suit, an old story. I've been telling myself because even, even if we think we have a good self image, right, we've got a good identity, there's going to be positions that we're in or circles that we're in where, where that identity isn't that fun to wear, right? There's going to be people that do stuff that's better than us. And so as soon as you identify with being good, the pendulum has to swing and we're bad in another situation and any identity, any identity is too limiting for the truth of who you are. It's too limiting because we are bigger than any identity. Mm. And so there are, for me, when I question, you know, one simple thing that people can do is they can write down, I am dot, dot, and then write down the different identities. I am a daughter. I am an, an executive. I am not good enough. Because sometimes we're going to feel good enough and sometimes we're not going to feel good enough, which is Mm -hmm. ironic and should be a a wake up call in and of itself, right? Because who we are (laughs) is constant. But the stories change. Like when we're younger, it's like, I am who, what my car is. I am who I marry. I am what my job is. I am the mom. And these identities change, but there's something that doesn't change. And that, to me, that something is much, is a deeper level of freedom. And it's actually the experience of what we think the identity will give us but it's already here because the ego is trying to give us, it's trying to sell us something in the future that we already are. Mm. And so we just write down these stories. They're so innocent. It's so sweet. It's so cute that it's like, I'm this, this, and this. And one of my, one of my spiritual teachers talked about the ego is as, as if, there was a play happening and you were in the audience and the play just happened and all the audience started applauding. And then you and the audience ran up as the ego ran up on stage and took the bow and took the whole credit for everything. <laughs> and it's so innocent. It just wants to be seen and acknowledged and feel special. And, and it, and it is, but it's not any more or less than anyone else. And again, just having a compassionate, witness a compassionate presence to these patterns of thinking or patterns of Identifying ourselves as X Y and Z or not X Y and Z. I think is Helpful because it's more aligned with our true nature, which is compassionate, which is loving um, But it's unconditional and so bringing Love to those parts of us or, or to those misunderstandings is really powerful But just literally writing down I am and then I am X Y and Z and going through questioning each belief can I know for sure that this is who I am? Can I know without a shadow of a doubt? And then where, if so, where's my proof? And really starting to to take a magnifying glass into the unconscious assumptions that we've gotten into about who we are. Because it's like, I remember being a kid and thinking, wow, we are so gullible. We've just believed what everybody else has told us to be true.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And there comes a point where we take our power back and we start really investigating what our truth is. And that is an exciting moment because in that any moment, like life is like an Etch-a-Sketch, any moment we can just, we can just swipe and it's clean, it's fresh. And none of that exists other than what's in our mind. Wow. And I'm just,
1: I'm also thinking about truth. Like so many people there, there's so many levels of truth and it's so hard to figure out what's true.
2: Well, let's Um, do an experiment real quick. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, so everybody stop thinking for two seconds. One, two. So in those two seconds, whatever wasn't being maintained by the mind isn't true. One more time, say that again. Whatever wasn't being maintained. Wasn't being maintained by the mind. If you had to make it up, if you had to tell yourself its existence in your mind, it's not true. Mm -hmm. it's that simple
1: it reminds me of like an old lady who i knew who um somebody was talking about in a seminar how she said she was depressed and she just didn't want to live anymore and she was like i'm 95 i just need to go Mm -hmm. and um one morning she woke up and, and the guy asked her he said is there any time where you don't feel like you want to die and she said yeah first thing in the morning
2: Mm. And
1: he was like, why? And she's like, well, because I forgot I'm depressed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. like we kind of
1: remember, you know, sometimes we have, and I think that's what presence does, right? Like, there's so many moments where people might notice like, man, I feel I felt so good in that moment. And it's like, well, if we really take a look at why you felt so good in that moment, maybe it's because you just forgot the whole story you've been telling yourself about what totally. doesn't feel good.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's hard when we're caught in those stories to, to, we may see it, but we don't really know how to get out of it. And so just writing down for me, just writing down all those stories that created my stress or my depression or anxiety. And then looking at that from a distance, it's like, Oh, no wonder I'm feeling this way. I'm believing all these things. Yeah. And just having compassion and then having a process like the work or doing some work with a coach or somebody to help you move through those misunderstandings. It's like instant freedom.
1: Yeah. God, this podcast episode is for me today. I'm like, okay, <laughs> no note, noted. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, I think a lot of people, I, I assume that part of the thing, reason that they don't want to change is because there's loss, you know, with change. There's loss with like sometimes, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's beliefs about loss, at least yeah. like you perceive that if you become more, you, you're going to lose friends. You might lose your job yeah. or, you know, people won't like you. So, how do you move through the grief of change? Because sometimes if you really grow, your friends don't make sense for you anymore or, yeah. you know, all of these different things.
2: Yeah, I think I think we have talked a lot about like questioning your beliefs. So obviously, if you question the fear based stories, it'll be easier to, to do that. But um, but it's like experiment then be willing to test something out and it can be small. So that you don't have this big huge band-aid rip. Some people like to go all in and they're intense and go for it. But if not, then it's like can I speak my truth ten percent more today and see mm-hmm. what happens? I love that. Can can I be a little bit more compassionate with myself when people don't accept me and know that those who I am growing that the woman I'm growing into is there are other women that will support me as I am. And as I support myself, I don't I don't need it from them so much and I won't I won't take anything less than what I'm offering myself. And therefore I'll align with women who do see me and celebrate me and support me Mm -hmm. or a partner. So it's like we start showing up for ourselves the way that we want the world to. And we, we take the world off of the expectation that they should give us something approval, praise, love validation. We give that to the part of us that is innocently looking for it from the world. And ironically, we don't need it so much from them. And it's easier than to align with people that are in, that are mirroring to us how we feel about ourselves and what is our truth now as mm-hmm. we grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. But there, there is something, just to mention, sometimes there's something called a competing intention where if we've really been trying to make efforts to make a change in our lives, say we've hit a plateau in our income um, and we're really hustling and trying our hardest and working with a coach or something and we're not able to create that change, sometimes what I find is that there's a competing intention, meaning we've got one desire that's opposing another desire.
1: Mm,
2: Love that. And and so it's like, I want to make more money, but I've got this fear around it and it's unconscious. Mm -hmm. And so one thing you can do is you can ask yourself, if you're in this situation where you haven't been able to make change on something, you've really been giving your all to it, ask yourself, one fear I have about having what I want is, and then listen. And your my, your mind's going to be like, well, I don't fear making more money. Of course I want that. But it's like, well, if I make more money, I fear. And then listen. See what comes up. Because I did this with – I've done this with lots of people. But one woman realized that she was afraid she was – if she made more money, she was afraid that she was going to make more than her husband and then she wouldn't be in a marriage anymore. Because the, t- the, the point that her mom made more money is when they her parents got a divorce. Wow. And so she – Unconsciously associated making more money means divorce. Wow.
1: That's a huge, huge breakthrough. And I think a lot of people, sometimes if you give them an invitation like that, like if I make more money, comma, I fear most people are going to go straight into their heads and not even just spit out an answer. Mm -hmm. Um, so what would be a suggestion you think for somebody to just get straight to the truth quicker?
2: Yeah. Well, this is a, it just take, just listen for five seconds
1: don't even like overthink what comes through. Don't overthink.
2: Yeah. Just, and you could also just write for two minutes without picking up the pen. Mm-hmm. Great. Right, two minutes. I, I, what I fear about having more money is, and then write for two minutes, just stream of consciousness. Don't pick it up. Don't think too much about it. And then after two minutes, circle the ones that surprised you. And then you'll start bringing more mindfulness to these unconscious blocks. And you'll, you'll be able to take dominion over it. And it'll be easier for you then to break through that next income level.
1: So beautiful. And, um, when it comes to, you know, really getting clarity on what you want to do, you suggested journaling, what lights you up, you suggested core values, which is something that I, I love both of those. Um, are there any other suggestions that you have for people in their career right now who are feeling yeah. disconnected from purpose? Um, but they really want something and they kind of feel like they're drawing up a blank.
2: Yeah. Did yeah. They to me, to me, purpose really is living in alignment with your values in all areas of your life. Right. So, I, um, but I, some, I challenge people when they say that they don't know what they want. I challenge them because I do think we know what we want. We may have a misunderstanding that it's possible for us to be successful with it, or we may have some other fear that's clouding us feeling that we can carry it out and do it in the ways that we really want to, but question the fears first. Like if you really did know what you want, what would that be? Mm-hmm. And just challenge yourself to get really honest, not just to believe that that they don't know. And so challenge yourself to get really honest. Okay, I, I do know what I want. What is that? And then identify what that is. And then the next thing I would do is identify what the fear is so you can question that and not create a barrier for yourself before you even begin. So start questioning those fears. But the other thing I would say is once you've identified what you want, what do you imagine it will give you? So it's like, okay, if I make more money and I'm with the ideal partner and I've got, you know, X, Y, and Z, what would, what's the goal underneath the goal? What's the deeper goal? It's like, okay, then I would feel secure. Then I would feel safe. What is it for you? What is the deeper intention for why you want those things? And once you identify what those qualities are, start embodying and expressing them in your life now so that you don't get so caught on the physical thing, giving it to you, but you start inhabiting that security or creating that sense of security within yourself. So maybe you secure the insecure part of yourself as a way to do that, mm-hmm. like as a practice. And and then you, you you actually have what you think the goal will give you. And you're not so attached or controlling around the goal giving it to you. Ironically, it helps you be more bold and more confident in stepping forward to create it and not disillusioned thinking that the future will give you something that you don't already have.
1: All mm. well, the tricks we play on ourselves unbelievable. Um, I mean, it can get tricky. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Olympics in our heads. Um <laughs> And I'm just curious, like, what are you loving right now? Because, um, I don't know if I mentioned to you, did I tell you I started Kundalini yoga a little bit? I want to go
2: with you. I yes. love Kundalini yoga. Yes. I am
1: so feeling it and it is yeah. so opening up my world. I didn't need, because first of all, the word yoga scares me away. <laughs> so say, it's really true. Cause I just picture myself darting my eyes around the room and having to stretch. And I'm like, that feels like a punishment, but Kundalini yoga. So some psychic told me you got to do Kundalini yoga. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to try it. So I brought my mat and realized it's just like a meditation chanting class. Um, and I was like, Oh, I don't even need a mat. I don't need to stretch this. This I can do. So, it's you're been really, really, helping, and I feel like you're so tapped in Alyssa to yourself and to and that's just one of the best gifts of being friends with you and having you in my life and having been coached by you in so many ways I am curious like what are you loving right now is there a resource is there a book is there a class yeah um, something actionable that you really want to impart or share
2: you know, I'll just share what's really inspiring me and I'm going to call myself out in public so that I Do just want really commit to this because I've been, I've been feeling the woods for a while. I love redwoods mm-hmm. and I have not gotten out into the redwoods and I have got some space on my calendar to be creative to give myself that space. So I'm committing in the next within this next 30 days, for sure, I'm thinking two weeks that I'm going to be out in the redwoods just to give myself my own retreat. Um, that would be really nourishing for me on so many levels. Um, but in terms of one of the things, and one of the things that I've been really enjoying is acupuncture. I'm on this health hack right now of, I've never really prioritized my health, but I'm loving acupuncture. How interesting. Tell me more. It's like they do this little needle point on my third eye and I feel like it's like a state of oneness and I I travel and I'm just my body does feels like it's elevating and I kind of sleep but I kind of don't it's and I feel really rejuvenated it's fantastic so big plug for acupuncture which is I'm not normally into health and all that which is probably why I'm getting into it now but um. And then, and then Byron Katie's work. Those are the three things that I, that I am deepening in more and more. So Mm -hmm. questioning my thoughts, being in Redwoods, being in the woods, and acupuncture.
1: Being pricked by a few needles. I can give you it for free, Alyssa. (laughs) Just come over.
2: (laughs) I'm so curious how it would end up after that.
1: (laughs) Just, it would just look like literally like a war zone, just blood everywhere. (laughs)
2: i'm sure i'd feel great
1: i would just (laughs) tattoo my name on your back with the needles like a creep (laughs) i'd
2: get all this like henna tattoo yes
1: just (laughs) my ashley on your back with little pricks um oh my god i love you i could just talk to you you. for so long um what am i so Jake abraham always encourages me to ask this i've been asking a lot of people what have i not asked you that you think would just be so great for me to ask you and serve other people here
2: um I would just encourage your listeners to get really honest with themselves and ask themselves what's most important to them Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and to ask themselves why they're not prioritizing it. And if they are to celebrate themselves, because twofold, I think it's important to be really honest with ourselves, to have time to just check in. And, and as I'm calling you out, I haven't been in the redwoods. I'm now committed to that. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing that's really important and I'm really lit up right now, especially in the, the leadership program that I'm doing with women is to celebrate ourselves. It's like, we can have all this list of things that where we're not in our life and things that we can improve. But I think it's, if not more important to also acknowledge where we are and all that we do to show up for ourselves and for each other. And I think that growth doesn't have to be hard. It can be super inspiring and fun and Rather like being compassionate with our own inner criticism, but also then cultivating a consciousness of, 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 acknowledging ourselves and as we do that we acknowledge each other and that inspires change
1: Mm. and this also makes me think a lot Alyssa as we're talking about how different practices be it acupuncture be it my kundalini yoga class it's like when somebody kind of branches out of their comfort zone they're you know like you talked about earlier there's a lot of resistance and Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm sitting in my kundalini yoga class chanting crying for no there's got to be a reason I don't know (laughs) and I'm like okay either I'm totally losing my shit or I'm finding it I don't know. know let it happen let it let it happen let yeah it yeah well I'm I'm so grateful that we're here together and I would love for you to share like where can people find you
2: yeah they can go to com and I do different events online for free and I'm starting to do more in person I'm in LA but I'll, I'm going to do them around the world so would love to just support anyone any of your listeners in any way that I can